Hey everyone, are you hungry? Tienen hambre. We hope so. Welcome to Tres Leches. We've got a fresh slice for you. It's Juan here, and today's show is going to be a real treat. But besides our usual banter and deep dives, we have some fantastic news to share. We've been nominated for a Queerty Award for Podcast of the Year. It's huge, and we are so grateful, and we couldn't have done it without all of you. This nomination means the world to us. So please, cast your vote for Tres Leches. Head over to Queerty.com, that's Q-U-E-E-R-T-Y.com, and vote your little tetas off, or something like that. So, after you've gone and given us some love over there, come back. Today's episode is titled, Meow! Cattiness in the Gay Consciousness. We're going to explore the playful yet complex role of cattiness in our community. Think sass, wit, and maybe a sharpened claw or two. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your votes. Your support means everything to us. Los queremos muchísimo. Okay, let's start the show. And it's tacky, of course, but it's actually not as tacky as you would imagine. But yeah. Here and there. <laughs> um, have we started the episode? What's happening? Yeah, no, we haven't recording. started the episode. <laughs> we have, we just yeah, we're start- recording, but I haven't started the episode. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I mean, <laughs> is it on? Is this thing recording? Yeah, because the convention of be- being caught in media stress is useful, but can also be confusing. Media stress? In media stress while things are already going on. <laughs> Got it. Ooh. Like, we were we, we were found in media stress. Like, it's can you already, spell that? I-N, medias, M-E-D-I-A-S, space R-E-S, Ooh. in media stress. Yes. Is that Latin? That's Latin for... It is. <laughs> Oh my god, I got the right spelling! <laughs> Work. I got the right spelling. In media stress, in the middle of a narrative, without preamble, in the midst of things, we were Which abound. is how I like to start episodes of our podcast. So, Hello, yeah. everybody. You have caught us in media stress, in the <laughs> middle of things. <laughs> Welcome back to Tres Leches. How are all of you out there in the world? We're doing well. I'm doing well. I have a sinus infection, but I am doing well. I'm happy to be here with you, and I am thrilled to be with Ian Padgett and Johnny Sibley. Hi. Good morning, my little love bugs. How are you doing? Hola, hola. <laughs> good morning. We're, we, are, we, are, we are all over the nation yeah. today. Mm. Um, we are correspondents in the field. I'm <laughs> in Miami recording because I just got back from a cruise with my mom in the Caribbean, which was very, very nice. We went on the Odyssey of the Seas, Royal Caribbean. Too many children, but it was a lovely week, very mm. relaxing. So um, it was a it was a great reset for me. So, Johnny, where are you in the world? Uh, right now, I'm in LA until the end of the week, and then I will be on the East Coast with my girls. Yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And it would not be it would not be a normal like us moment right now if I didn't just interfucking jacked and tell our beautiful listeners that if you knew the hour and a half that we just spent troubleshooting some <laughs> difficult I just like that we don't address it is just like I I cannot fathom that so that mm. both of you were doing that um mm. so that's why Johnny sounds a little different right now because we are on our way to having our own Tres Leches studio where when you come as a guest and you're mm. live with us we give you cake that was made in-house by a waiter 
dressed or if you want them shirt. You know what I'm saying? We're on our way to that. But right now the you're budget? hearing a different, sorry. <laughs> the budget? Yeah, it, it will be there. <laughs> it will be there. I know it will. Yeah, I exactly. Know it will. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, that's, a, the you know, this is um, the, the fun thing about this is that like, you know, we have really rolled with the punches of all the technological things, but it'll be really good to have you in New York so we can record in persona the, mm. the, the thrice of us but yeah i can't we can't wait to have you in new york on our turf i feel I, I you know i i was telling you in this but i feel like i know you as a los angeles and an entity from los angeles so mm. to it's going to be a reinvestigation of our relationship correct well i'm a new york girl through and through honey that's so. the truth exactly exactly but she is she's just a girl you know, on the six. That's all she's ever been. <laughs> on the six. A sweet Latina from the Bronx. Humble. Period. Girl, you went What's to up, high school. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect timing because of it, that new, like, this is me now, J-Lo moment that's happening. You know, her... Um, her, her cinematic universe. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. This is so. This is kind of your own. This is me now. <laughs> this is me now. Yeah. Go, back is... in New York, twenty twenty four, and right. and and do you know who else is in New York? Ian Paget. Hi, Ian. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. How are you? How you doing? I'm good. I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good, actually. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm so excited to uh, to discuss what we're going to discuss today. Oh, it's going to be a good show. You know, please excuse. Um, Please excuse my voice. I have a little, I have a sinus infection. Um, I got that on that darn cruise. Well, thank Mm. you. I'm trying to be very conscious of, of a round tone, despite the nasality that is um, overwhelming. Um, So, you know, what a moment we are living in today's episode. (laughs) Mm. To me, the title, it it giggles me. It makes, sorry, it giggles me. It makes me giggle because (laughs) I like to giggle. It's been something. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it giggles me. It this has been something that we've been like tr- wanting to to talk about since the beginning of the podcast, and we just haven't gotten around to it. We just had so many other things on the docket, uh, but today <laughs> is all about cattiness. The episode title is "Meow." <laughs> cattiness in the gay consciousness. And it, it goes past the gay consciousness. It goes into the American consciousness. But today we are talking about all catty and clicky and mean and mean. Uh, mm. Way back, we had a uh, spilled milk uh, prompt that we we didn't really dig into because we felt like it required a whole show. So that's what we're doing. Rightfully so. At Trainer Austin submitted this a long time ago, like at the beginning of Tres Leches, tra- at Trainer Austin said, clicks of attractive gays not engaging with anyone who doesn't look like them. Discuss. And obviously, this is a very specific you know, comment, right, about hot gays not wanting to hang out with anyone that isn't, that they don't deem worthy of being around them. But it speaks mm. to a greater thing, which is just the clickiness and cattiness and um like a pink lady complex yeah and and how hard um Mm. how hard gay gay men especially but queer people can be to about and around other queer people i don't think it's like limited to uh gay men we are definitely the worst um about it Mm. Um, and so we're kind of using that as the springboard for today's discussion. And we're, we're in a moment and 
I, it's kind of appropriate. We have just the biggest cat fight of the year. And it's only so we're early on, but I think it will be the cat fight that defines 2024. And that is the online discourse around Nicki Minaj's battle feud rap battle with Megan the Stallion. Mm. Uh, okay, so as- I have questions. Yes. Is this is, is this feud by, be, uh, by them? Like, is it like I posted this song and it's like, no, bitch, I want to post this song. Or is this feud created by the fans? And did this happen online? Like, how did the feud start? That's a good question. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it is from the fans and from the the rapperinas themselves. What happened was, I'll give you like yes. a, a brief history. Give us a redux. Yeah. Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj collaborated together on the um, the Hot Girl Summer remix. Ni- Nicki Minaj joined her. I think it was Hot Girl Summer remix. Um, and then Megan went on to went on to do one of the biggest rap collaborations in modern history, which is the Wet Ass Pussy song. So at that point, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B were at odds very much. This is after the whole, you know, Harper's Bazaar party. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, that Nicki took that as like, oh, so you just go wherever. Nicki likes loyalty. I don't know if you know who the Barb's are, but the Barb's are incredibly loyal to Nicki. Those are her her fans. So uh, like all this time, Nicki loves to do like a subtweet. She'll like, you know, she won't say who she's talking about, but she'll say enough that the fans will then fan the flames to be like, oh, this is about Cardi. This is about Megan. This mm-hmm. is so it got to the point, you know, and then in the in a new a newer song, Nikki says, I don't fuck with horses since Christopher Reeves. And the only horse that we know that she doesn't really fuck with anymore is Megan the Stallion. So Megan was basically on this diss track basically calling everyone out like from Drake to all the people that came for her when she got shot in the foot by Troy Lanes, And it's just basically putting them on front street. So in the last 48, 72 hours, Nicki Minaj has gone crazy on Megan Thee Stallion after one specific line that references Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj's sex offender husband. Um, it says they're not mad I'll at Megan. They're, these bitches ain't mad at Megan. They're mad at Megan's law. And if you Google Megan's law, it is um, the law that requires sex offenders to register so that people know that they are sex offenders. So Nicki Minaj re- released a diss track called Bigfoot, making fun of how tall Megan is. It is very Dr. Seuss level situation. But anyway, it's it's really it's gotten really ugly. I mean, she Nicki Minaj has brought up Megan the Stallion's dead mother, you know, uh, you know, said a lot of terrible things. And, you know. All because Megan said that one line. Um, I mean, there's obviously history to it, but that it's been a really catty. And just to see the fans, the barbs and the hotties go back and forth online um, has been crazy. But yeah. And Johnny, by the way, not to be obtuse here to play dumb, you know, to, for the sake of devil's advocate, but, you know, on Megan's track, Hiss, really the only line that could be perceived about Nikki is this Megan's Law line. And there's a world in which maybe it isn't about Nikki. Maybe it's, the, it's just a play on words. And she's saying that she, you know, Megan's Law, putting down Megan's Law in reference to, you know, taking Tori to 
court and winning and having him sentenced for 10 years. You know, maybe that's what it's about. And it's not so pointed at Nikki, right? Of course, it's very likely pointed at Nikki. But what I'm trying to say is that in turn, Nikki then, there's this one line that could be potentially about Nikki. And then Nikki spends the weekend creating an entire track, a whole track, kind of breaking down Megan Thee Stallion bullet point by bullet point by bullet point by bullet point. It, there are they, they are on different levels of pressed. Do you know what I mean? They're not on the same level of press. And it's made Megan seem like a much more sophisticated um, foe in this battle. You know, a more sophisticated uh, fighter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, wow. for, for those that don't know, so Nicki Minaj's husband, um, Kenneth Petty. Petty, he was convicted in 1995. It's a long time ago. Um um, but he was convicted in 95. He is a convicted sex offender for uh, attempted rape of a 16-year-old girl. And it is... But what's funny to me is that obviously these people, why it's so particularly toxic online is because their fans are often women and gay men who are the cattiest, most aggressive people. And so I think part of why this feud has been so outrageous, go back to your question earlier, is like, is it from the fans or is it from the actual rappers themselves? It may have started in with the rappers, but the fans are a huge part of the problem. And it's because a lot of their fans are women and gay men. And we are chronically and criminally and overly online and are, you know, we are keyboard warriors. Um, and that that clickiness, high school clickiness, and the clickiness that we often perform, like, you know, women against women, gay men against other gay men, we have brought that online with us and just created those same conditions there. You know what I mean? No one is going to go after, no one, no, you want no one more on your team if there's a social media war than gay men <laughs> and online women. You, that, we gonna win. And right. so to see how, the like this very you know i mean listen it's a serious but it's also it's entertainment i mean sure. they know yeah. that too it's entertainment to see how serious the fandom then takes it yeah mm -hmm. and yeah. how hard they go after just like other fans of the opposing side is um it's just indicative of how mean we're getting mm. I just saw Mean Girls, the musical. Oh, how was it? The movie musical. It was good. It was good. Okay. If we were in acting class, I would have said, do that again and <coughs> say exactly what came into your head. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I didn't really love the music. I didn't love the music on stage. There was, ah. I had, I had no need for it to be filmed and presented, but Renee Rapp is excellent. Mm -hmm. the cast is really good i this is a side note about mean girls the, mu the movie musical but i found it really odd that they did not pr promote it as a musical that's what yes that came up and yeah. so people in the movie when i went to go see it when they started singing people were like uh? audible mm -hmm. you could hear like, it you could feel it you, you saw it you heard it. i felt it in the room i felt it in the room they were like a little bit confused it wasn't like there was a couple of tiktok videos of people who were seeing the movie um and they were you know like the oh shit. And like, yeah. exactly it wasn't quite that but you could feel it and i was like girl if you i really hate that i hate being lied to or like 
or like, we know better than you. You're going to really love this. You just got to get your butt in the seat. I hate that. Like yeah, I, that, yeah. that just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and, but you know, Al, how okay. dumb do you have to be to like sit there and not know that you're about to watch Mean Girls the musical? Like, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't mentioned in a single of the previews. It could you could have just thought it was a remake. I don't know. I mean, but I even went in back the previews, the you see these people like dancing and like throwing themselves. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's a little weird. Like, I it don't know. It could have been I a think... TikTok sequence. There was singing in the original. <laughs> there was singing and dancing in the original. There's There was a musical sequence. Yeah. I just think it's easy to maybe, you know, it's tangential. But so the movie was fine. It was all right. But I, it made me rethink about what Mean Girls did. And I don't think that, I think that Mean Girls was meant to heal. Mm. And I, all I think it did was kind of create a coolness factor around clickiness. It made Mm -hmm. You Can't Sit With Us an anthem, a battle cry. (laughs) Totally. And for millennial and Gen Z people who also love Mean Girls, it's created, it's kind of reinforced everything that it was trying to break down in a way. And that has transferred to online culture and IRL culture. And for um, gay, like I think about the, um, the, the, another like online battle of the last couple of weeks was the discourse around the gay Atlanta, uh, the Atlantis gay cruise. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this is going back to, you know, our... Is this the one where someone died? It is, yes. Okay. Well, it might have been more than one person. I I, I haven't read anything official about... Uh, allegedly on this last gay cruise, there was um, a person on board who had some kind of accidental or... Uh, we, assume, we are assuming it was an accidental overdose. But I haven't seen anything... Um, uh, I haven't seen a news article about it yet. I haven't really seen a statement from the family or a statement from uh, Atlantis Cruises as of yet. Uh, but that is that's been on the online rumor mill. But that's kind of a sad thing that happened in the dot 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 after the event. What was so funny is that for some, you know, these gay cruises happen every year, and when they happen, there's always. A, a tweet storm, tw- you know, tweets and Instagram posts about criticizing the people who are on the ship being like, I, this is my definition. It's, you know, a, a 15, someone shares a 15 second clip from the event. And it says like, this is my definition of hell. I would rather mm-hmm. be dead than on this boat. And mm-hmm. I have to say, I uh, somewhat agree <laughs> there, are, there are moments in when it seems quite uh, hellacious, mm. but what is what stood out to me about the tweets, etc., is that in the the pictures and the tweets that were criticizing the people who were on board having a good time on the aforementioned gay cruise, it was typically people who were not uh ones if you were using my like hotness scale they were not like obviously hot people there were people who were really you know maybe they were wearing something really tacky or you know super cheesy or an over the top like very andrew christiany harness neon you know the taste level people commenting 
No, no, no. The no. people featured in the videos. Yes, the yes, The comments yes. are from elite, well-dressed Brooklynites mm. or cool kids who mm. are kind of criticizing maybe a more of a Coachella uh, attendee mm. criticizing, you know, someone who is dressed up in uh, in dog tags and in camouflage, which I think is absolutely ridiculous that they have a army and dog tag camouflage themed party on this freaking ship. Uh, to me, that is the most horrendously tacky theme. So maybe I do agree with that, but that's for other reasons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just think like of all the things you want to dress up as army soldier, it's just, I think that's tacky in general. So maybe that's not the best example, but, but it just caught my eye because some of those videos that you saw, like there are plenty of conventionally hot people on that cruise. And yet in the videos criticizing it, it's people who may not be exactly that. It's like, it goes, it's, it's just, they go after the low hanging fruit. It's what's so mean about it. These people are just trying to have a good time. And it made me think if the people like, when you have people don't share clips from Mykonos. Oh my God, my chair just went down. Um, <laughs> people don't share clips from Mykonos and Fire Island sometimes. And sometimes there are things mm. that be like, okay, this is my personal help. But if the people were just like, you know, conventionally hot and dreamy and attractive, I don't think it yeah. would have garnered quite, it, it would have received the same vitriol. Interesting. There's, I don't yeah, know. I, I, the I, I said, just go, go, Johnny, go, 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 go. No, I feel like that. I feel like no matter what the situation, like I've seen clips from like a horse meat disco or like a battle hymn, which are, you True. know, for other, for listeners who don't know, those are like New York parties with a lot of muscular men. I've seen videos that are like, this looks like it stinks. You know, it's just, it's yeah, that's always, true. it's just such a like bad way to be it's such a like miserable place to see a video like that and feel the need to like quote tweet it or you know one thing is to share it among friends in your group chat another thing is to be like this looks like the worst place okay girl keep it to your fucking self like you know what i mean it's just these people are having fun you don't know like they're probably working their asses off during the week we all are live under capitalism sometimes we just want to go and spend our money to have some fucking fun so if you're going to put on a neon neoprene you know jock strap whatever what have you like let the people just have a good time and if you don't want to be there then you don't have to be there you know it's just i feel like if this goes back to that argument of like people being like like just wanting to be a hater with like a moral compass attached to it. I'm like, just be a hater, babe. Just say, mm -hmm. it, you know, mm -hmm. or just don't say anything. Like, it's just. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it makes me kind of question, you know, like, I, uh, I wonder how much of that is because of, you know, as we all do, but like gay men especially have a lot of un untended to like trauma from growing up or mm. just in some way. And like, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not maybe a different word, but just like, uh, yeah, it's, that's the word I mean. Fine. And, or it's slash like insecurities that kind of go like yeah. unaddressed in some way. And, and, and mm -hmm. we're, you know, everyone's handling that. I'm not saying that anyone's experiences more. Um, yeah. I'm not devalidating people's experiences, but I, I, I'm like, I think sometimes like, 
way that we just kind of, and, and I'm saying we, cause I've been a part of that. And even in what we're doing right now, we're in the way that we're dissecting, like there can be, you know, we can get a little, um, Catty. so used to, so used to having kind of to defend ourselves in a very specific way mm. that when we see something that we don't like, or we feel like you're saying to, to kind of Juan's point that like we weren't included in, or I'm not a part mm. of that. Mm-hmm. Our initial reaction is to bash it is to yes. come yes. at it from this place um, that I think stems from something a little deeper. Um, yeah. I'm not and, saying it makes yeah. it okay. That doesn't excuse it. No, that's yeah. like, you know, for people to yeah. hear what we're talking about, like it is kind of complex and layered like that. Um, so that's kind yeah. of all I wanted to say. I mean, there, it, it, it's a sense of, like, why can't people have fun? Let <laughs> people have fun. If, yeah. it, let them, let them eat cake. Um, mm. You know, <laughs> let them enjoy themselves. Like I get it. I do get it because uh, there are aspects of the Atlantis gay cruise or gay cruises in in, in general that you know may, maybe seem a little bit unsavory, but I'm I'm a circuit queen, so like, what am I supposed to say? I mean, <laughs> well, I could say that I'm not, but I am. I like circuit parties, so yeah. you know what I mean. I'm not a circuit queen mm. in the sense like maybe in the mo- in maybe aesthetically in certain ways, or I don't, but I like those kinds <laughs> of parties. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what am I going to say? I'm 27 plus, but I still like them. <laughs> So I yeah. still enjoy them. So I like some of that, but there is a tackiness to it. And and I it's okay to I think that criticism is important. I mm-hmm. think cuntiness is important. I think that <laughs> there is I agree. um I I am not a Pollyanna. Mm-hmm. I'm Cuban, okay? <laughs> I have stuff on the table. I'm here to talk shit. Mm. Uh, put, you know, I was put here and here to we got to have a little bit of criticism and have fun with things, but it's like yeah. when it goes from a funny, a send up to just like an, 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 an all out attack. Yeah. Right. And, of, a, and, of, a, of an idea or of a thing. And like, they're having a good time. So yeah. Right. And here's the thing is like shade and you know, this, this cuntiness is can sometimes is so fun. Like I, I love accessing it myself. I love, but when it's most fun and I think appropriate is when everyone is in on the joke and the person that's either being like, uh, shaded is sitting right in front of me and is, is giving it right back to me. Do you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. Um, I think that's right. what happens is it, it, it get, it's, you're not a part of that thing. And so whatever self-worth issues or unprocessed trauma or, or just ways that you're, uh, filtering how you're receiving the content or however you're, you know, if you're that person on the tweet, like all of a sudden, like your defense mechanism just fucking like gets, um, triggered. And it's like, mm. yeah, just, you so, know what I'm saying? Well, Here's the, there's the, there's a very thin line between, (laughs) there's a very thin line between like, like people just don't know how to be cunty or shady. They don't know. There's just, there's an art form to it. The art of reading, the art of shade. Like the, if you have, if you don't understand, go watch Paris is burning. It's very much in the queer text. You know what I mean? Like it is just have a good understanding of the English language. Do you know what I mean? Larsa. Yeah. Well, (laughs) <laughs> I think it's just it's like people don't understand the difference between a fun read and like just being unkind mm-hmm. like you know what I mean I, I and and also yeah it's just like be be good at it 
you know, and, and also where is it, where is it coming from? And here's the thing. We've all been through fucking some trauma. If you are alive on this planet, you have been through some sort of trauma and we're not here to do oppression Olympics or anything like that. But my God, your trauma is not my responsibility. I'm sorry to tell you, unless I'm the one inflicting it, I don't need, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, it's because my parents didn't love me. Okay. Well, what there, I know a lot of people whose parents didn't love them and they're mm-hmm. not online being a fucking bridge troll. Totally. You know what I mean? And then, and of course, like I get so much joy out of being shady with my friends in my group chat. That's the difference is that we're getting meaner as a society because we're being mean to strangers that we do not know. It's one thing if me, you and Ian go at it and we read each other and we keep because I know you both. So there's mm-hmm. history, there's Context. trust, there's safety. But these people I don't know on the Atlantis cruise for me to drag them. And they're like, oh my God. Just trying to have fun. Just trying to have fun. And, you know, they're not hurting anyone. I could think of so many more people you could see on Twitter that you could drag to hell that deserve it. You know what I mean? And we and when we come together in that way, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's lovely. But I, I have a really, really big problem with publicly bashing other gay or queer people yeah you You know it feels like that that. same thing of like punching down it's different than like Mm -hmm. the housewives who are all on kind of like the same level that know each other that you know you kind of live we kind of live for that because i think a lot because a lot of us were stifled so often growing up we then when we find our voice we want to screech and holler and 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 just take everybody down sometimes in the most fun way but like i remember i when i first moved to new york there was um, michael berry he was a restaurant manager at one of the restaurants i used to work at and he would he would read so eloquently so shady you would like be turning the corner and be like wait a second that was so shady oh and i used to try and match him and he would say oh my sweet daughter my sweet daughter you're just getting your wings don't try to fly just yet you know, like, and it got to the point where I think like a year or two ago, he saw something that I posted and he was like, my, my daughter's all grown up. Look at her. She's now Aww. flying alone, you know? So it's like, it is, it is a fun thing. I don't want people to think that, that we're here to be like, don't be, don't be catty. Don't be cunty. Don't be shady. But I think be responsible in your cuntiness, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So now to I want to come back to this idea of fun, appropriately delivered shade and versus mm. just viciousness. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to get to that on Drag Race. But to go back to the kind of general, just because what trainer at trainer Austin said, mm-hmm. you know, about gay men and their want to only hang out with people who are equally as attractive and their unwillingness to, you know, to kind of just, just speak to, you know, he kind of asked us to speak on that in general. And you know, mm-hmm. it's funny, you know, they're at trainer, at, at trainer Austin, the actual person is so conventionally gorgeous. He's very handsome. Yeah. So beautiful. Oh, I didn't. So we all did our uh, research. I, I mean, guess, uh, uh, well, uh, I know uh, him a personally, beauty, like, oh. a, like a nineties beauty. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if but I'm, maybe we, I don't know, but it, it, regardless, it doesn't matter why I bring that up is because it shows that kind of everyone's hurting and everyone is feeling excluded at some point or another, some right? Point, that yeah. There are moments in which you were all feeling a little bit like we were not um, asked Cho- to be there. Chosen, yeah. You know, 
Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll tell you a personal, uh, a, push, a couple personal examples. Okay, so I was in a relationship with my ex for for many, many, many years. Over our years together, when I went to grad school, I gained a lot of weight, and my body changed, and I just didn't feel good in my body. And I, it was just, I, I wasn't as conventionally attractive as maybe perhaps I'd been when Jack and I, my ex, first started dating. Mm-hmm. And the way I started to see people, <laughs> I just thought of um, the way I'm going to read you on Tuesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just thought about. Sorry. To me, she mom. <laughs> uh, to me, she mom. Um, the way that people started to treat me versus him and how they wanted to hang out with him, but not me was, it was, it, it was really, really hard to, um, to process. And I think I only recently did, I really start to kind of unpack that. And I, I wish that, and I think people, I think the gay community has gotten better, but there there is a sense that people are are feel excluded because they're not hot enough to be around this clique or that clique. What are what have you like? You know, you you're both very gorgeous people, right? You know, and but what do you I mean? What are your th- kind of thoughts on it in general? Like, I guess I'm trying to tease out why do we exclude people. You know, I not we. It. I mean, the greater we. I mean, no, I mean, yeah. I mean, why is this happening among, amongst gay men? I mean, here's the thing: is it's not just with gay men. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like this. This happens with all groups. This is this happens with nerds and jocks, straight cis men alike. It happens obviously with girls and our like. You know, growing up in middle school, there was like the Argentinian girl clique group. You know, everyone from like Central America, and then there was like you know, are the fierce black girls who were always together. And like, do you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it happens all the time and everywhere. Um, And I think in the gay world, the same group that like we're talking about, that's essentially the most, the conventional hot group. Mm -hmm. I actually also think they are doing, they are, uh, they feel comfortable and they're with their group the same way whoever is watching and going like, why can't we be their friend or whatever Justin is bringing up. Justin, is that his name? Austin. Austin, thank you. What And kind of, I think to what Austin is saying is like, and Johnny has said this so many times, is everyone wants to be wanted. And I think that same person who I don't know, maybe has more privilege in some ways, maybe they have more money, maybe they're able to get a trainer. And so that they're trying to put on their best drag, daily drag to make it in a certain uh, you know way. They're also going through like wanting to feel picked, pick mm-hmm. me energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, there, there, there is, I mean, beauty is currency. Beauty is money. Hotness is money. Um, and it, it, it's worth its weight in Bitcoin. You can get a lot with it. <laughs> I, I've seen what it can get. Okay. And I think that there there are, you know, people do this. You're right. You're right that people do this all over. I mean, girls from starting from the, we are, there is the sense that if you surround yourself with other people who are hot, you will have more money. You will have more currency on the social scene. And I, I, I do think that 
you're starting to see, um, you know, parties and I'm always happy when I see a party that kind of puts it in their mission statement or a a space or a gathering that puts in their mission statement. Like this is a space that welcomes X, Y, Z, all kinds of people. This is who we are. This is what we want. Like that is an important way to start establishing, like, we want you here. Mm. We want you here. But I think of how many spaces I've been in where I've said to myself, where I've said to myself, like, no one wants me here. Like, Mm. I'm so different from people here. I'm so femme. I'm so this. I'm so that. I'm so whatever I was telling myself that day. And actually, I think so much of that was in my head. Mm. And the perform, you know, being able to, um, to reach out to people, to talk to people, like, I know, and that's a lot, you know, to expose yourself in that way, to reach out to people, you may get, you know, people are with their friends, you may get rejected, you may, you may actually experience a little bit of like, of, of, of a cold shoulder. But I think a lot of it would improve if we reached out more genuinely and realized that everyone is kind of afraid in the room. That's not to say Mm. that there isn't, there aren't some real mean girls in the corner. There are always some real mean girls who do not want you there. That's the truth. But there are many more people in that room that just don't know you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is about, um, you know, going outside of your, your comfort zone to meet people, to experiment, to ask questions, to, to to reach out. I mean, I, I I can't underestimate the power of that. Um, and I've just think of how many times I haven't done that because I was afraid. And I but I've I've gotten a lot of things in my life from doing that exact kind of outreach, you know? And if we all approached these spaces with more of that in our heart, it would be a friendlier place. You know, um, I went to a party on friday um that was kind of like a last minute thing i went and hung out with some friends and like oh we're going to go check out this party called good boy it was at the public hotel um like off of i don't know like not bleaker but you know whatever street oh yeah and, yeah yeah and there used to be a party that used to be there like that i remember going once and it's a cool venue um and i didn't know anything about it i didn't know what kind of like like who was going to be there, blah, 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 all this stuff. No idea about DJing and music, whatever we guys, I had so much fun and you know, Ooh. I'm really, really snotty about my music. And I don't even mean snotty that like, you know, it's just uh, these five DJs or the, uh, I just mean, you can tell when a DJ understands that they are with the, uh, you know, like they're with the people in the club. And like, I can't stand when DJs, aren't paying attention to whether or not someone's dancing to your music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just such a fun evening. There was definitely a moment of like people not being able to, I, I, I was clocking it when we first got there in the first like 20 minutes. I was like, Oh, no one, no one's sure of how much like to let their hair down. Like no one's sure if they should do that. And because you could tell me there was like the, the standing around and all of this stuff. And like, um, then all of a sudden, like there was just a shift and everyone was dancing and it felt so fun and flirty and mm-hmm. the, the, the funness of it was sexy. You know what I mean? It was such a, um, 
different way that I'm used to being in like what I, in that space. It, it, and it was so nice to see people kind of just like freeing it up. And, and that had a lot to do with the DJ, I would say, and like people's energies just kind of being ready to do that. Um, I was pleasantly surprised because it felt like everyone was more open than I'm used to being that there was mm. more outreach energetically, kind of like what, to what you're saying, Juan, than I'm used to experiencing at an, an otherwise like gay party like that. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Shirts didn't come off. Thank God. And I was saying, I actually think the reason why we had people maybe felt more comfortable or had more fun is because you weren't taking your shirt off. And it was literally just like, Oh, I'm just enjoying being where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to get any sexier than this. Cause then all of a sudden that, you know, I made a joke when I was there, I was just like, yeah, I mean, the second you do that, all of a sudden we've got our invisible corsets on. So like, you don't have to worry about that. You know, you're just like, Yes. And was played mm. and you could just, everyone like kind of was like, Oh my God. And I was actually surprised to see people who were kind of like mask, you know, forward people or kind of don't let their hair downs or, you know, if I'm looking at them and, and observing, I was surprised to see them letting themselves have a little kiki and like feel playful in their dancing. Um, mm. so I, and, and that was like really nice to experience. Um, cause I feel like I one, two, three, four. I, I was like so chatty and like, I was in just such a, such a good mood, um, because of it, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I wasn't even drinking. That's like, I don't know why. Uh, mm. yeah, it was interesting. It was just like, nothing really was needed, but the time that was had and it was fun. And, um, and I would like if more spaces were that kind of energy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, listen, I'll speak to. I can't speak about the Argentinian girls in high school, but I can speak for gay men. Gay men are sex driven and these are sexually driven spaces. And that inherently makes aesthetics and what you're into and what you want a part of the energetic equation. You can't discount that, but we can do our best to make sure that, you know, we're all having a good time. I hope. I that think it it's also, you know, I, so I, I, a while ago, like I think it was like 2015, 2016, mm -hmm. I remember posting a, like a shirtless picture that I had, um, you know, I had lost weight over like a month. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wrote this caption that was so, you know, thinking about it now, it feels so cringe. And probably because of like the person that called me out for said caption, it was like, you know, I'm trying to love my body. You know, the gay community is so hard on us about our bodies mm -hmm. and this, that, and the other. And the person, uh, someone commented and said, well, have you ever considered what spaces you're going into that make you feel the way you do about your body? Mm -hmm. And it felt like such a clock that yes. I absolutely needed because I think sometimes we don't, we don't interrogate our own feelings of inadequacy um, and, and where those are coming from. You know, like if I'm always, if absolutely. I'm, you know, if I'm, if I look a certain way that I, you know, that, and I only surround myself, like if I'm a Latino and I only surround myself with white men, you know, and I'm always like expecting these white men to approve of me or like to, you know, why aren't you inviting me to your spaces? I have to really interrogate why the fuck do I want to be around all of these men that look the same? Why? You know what I mean? It, and and I think that's, it's important. I'm, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. There is so much validity in, you know, the way that people treat each other, the way that we can, you know, even if we don't want to fuck someone, we can still have a conversation with them. My God, be it, be a normal human being. But I think it's also important to 
ask self like, Hey, why, why do I need the approval from this specific person? Why is this the only attractive ideal that I have right now? Mm -hmm. You know? And I think when we start to interrogate that we can clock within ourselves, the things that we're doing to enable that kind of behavior with other people, you know, and, and there's so many layers to it. I mean, you could do a whole, you know, full years and years of research. I will say, you know, in terms of like groups of clicky, hot gays or whatever, I just, you know, I, I remember once I started to have confidence in myself, I was like, I don't even want to be around those people. They're not even cool or interesting. You know, like being hot is only, only gets you so far. You know, um, I think, I think it's all about, you know, just having a conversation with self, surrounding yourself with people that make you feel good and don't necessarily need this like validation from people that might be that you might think are aesthetically pleasing or hot like i don't know i think yeah it, yeah. it, it you know and, and there are there are those who will listen and saying listen that's easy for you all to say you live in new york you come, we have a lot of privilege you enjoy you've enjoyed great careers but you know listen it, it, the 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 fact is that the no one is spared from meanness and clickiness. no no, no one and that's a, no that's one the thing too that i think people don't realize is that just because someone's conventionally attractive doesn't mean that there's you know like i've seen muscular men talk to each other in a way that i'm like oh this is actually really enlightening they're all fucking mentally uh, you know, we're all crazy, you know, we're all little Men mentally ill, mentally unstable, <laughs> but you know, Unwell. All, we're all, we're all a products of our environment. I mean, and the, th the same could be said about, um, you know, intellectual circles, mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Oh, you, you haven't written uh, a piece for the New York times. You're not a Nobel prize. Like the, there's different clicks, no matter where you go, the mm -hmm. art scene, music scene, there's yes. all of this like tier. I think it's, it just hits different when it comes to attraction, attraction. When we as gay men find, when we need people to validate our uh, attractiveness, these are our peers. These are our friends. And then you add the layer of like, you know, I always say like the other people that experience this are women. It's like, we're constantly being told by, by other, I don't know. I, I'm trying to explain this, but we're, I'm with you. We're I, with you. I feel like it's a different layer of, of work, like this, this idea of self-worth, because especially for a lot of queer people, the first time we feel worth is when we see ourselves in other people that are like us. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes when we, the first time we feel worthy in who we are as queer people is when another queer person gives us a kiss for the first time, tells us we're mm -hmm. pretty. So you go back to that initial feeling of like, oh, I know that's, that is what it's going to tell me that I'm worthy. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you folks, that is not what's, what makes you worthy. Your attractiveness is, and your attractiveness is more than just what's front facing. I mean, yeah. How many stores have you gone into and the outside looks great and you go in and you're like, there's nothing here to buy, you know, like it's, it's, it's difficult. And I, and I would never want to, I would never want to diminish anyone's feelings of like, well, yeah, but you don't live in my shoes. You're right. I don't, I, I could never, but I think in opening ourselves up to other people's experiences and feelings, that's why I'm very open about like how I, you know, and Juan, what you said about, um, your ex, like I used to, when I was with Will, who is a muscular Adonis, 
I would have people all the time. Like there was one guy that came up and was like, Oh my God, I want to have sex with him. And you, you just make me laugh so much. And I was like, Oh, these hey, holy, do you see how people, <laughs> God, do you, people. what I want to say is what is going on in, yeah. in the house between your ears, <laughs> but it is, oh God, it, but it is. it's, it's all a part of a societal thing because now that things are, are shifting and we, we don't have as much space for like, for people to be that way in, in real life. I think that's yeah, because, why queer spaces are feeling more free and yeah, more open and more exciting. I think so. It's compassion. I, we've lost compassion. We've lost, like we've lost curiosity. It's so quick to get very defensive and very declarative statements. And we've, you know, and, and with social media now you've got like, just, you've got like small characters that you have to get your, your, your quick opinion or, or quip in. So instead of in my opinions, you just get right to like what it is you're saying, mm -hmm. or this is what I think, you know what I'm saying? Like th that's also a big part of like what's sh shaped and maybe made it a little bit more, um, it's just gotten worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, it's, it, it, but it's you know, nice. there is the also dealing with real clickiness when you actually yeah. do confront the clickiness and when you do conf and when you do meet it, um, when it's actual, you're, re you know, you're actually con confronting bullying head on of some kind. Mm -hmm. I will say I have coped with it and been able to get through a lot of it with humor Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, knowing how to read is helpful, right? But I should say this, I've used humor and I've used my ability to read to kind of get through it. But there mm -hmm. have been instances in my life, moments like that you experienced, Johnny, that like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have one. I that like you just yeah. make me laugh. That kind of moment when you, I wish I have. I can think of examples in which I wish I had confronted it really head on, right? And said the uncomfortable thing For in sure. that moment. Yeah, because people often they need to be corrected. Absolutely. And correcting someone and uh, destroying them with a comment in that moment is important. And mm. of course, <laughs> while with while you're you know maintaining safety, um, yeah. But I I wish I had been stronger in my before being twenty seven plus, uh, no, in my early thirties about being more confrontational with that thing. Sometimes I would write off with a humor, make a joke, right. which would maybe ingratiate me with the person, which would maybe get me what I wanted, which was some validation, but it mm. didn't it didn't honor what I was feeling. So I wish I had done that more. I yeah. think, yeah, I think that's the important part is to never, is to never go against yourself in those moments. I think, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, because when we were kids, we would go against ourselves when we would get picked on by the straight bullies. And then yep. you come out and you don't, you know, that's why I always say like, you know, that saying that's like, it gets better. I'm like, it gets different. You know what I mean? You have a whole new school year that you're dealing with when you come out of the closet. You have a no whole new cast of Very cafeteria true. clicks and tables. And I think the 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 older you get, the better you get, the stronger you get to to know. Wait, why do I keep going back to this space that doesn't make me feel good? I remember feeling that way in my twenties. I was like, wait, why do I keep hanging out with this person that makes me feel? bad about myself you know and the same thing could be said about these spaces i feel like go where you feel free go where you feel happy you've spent mm -hmm. so many years trying to fit in to find you know community with with people that 
it, and then that's why I always say like when, sh- you know, I don't always say this, Ma- Maya Angelou always says this, um, but like when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Like if someone's not featuring you off the bat, like walk the other way, because there are so many people out there that are going to be featuring you. And I don't mean this like in a romantic sense. I just mean friendship wise. Like yeah, yeah. if you go to a party and you're getting three country gay New Yorkers that are like, yeah, hi, uh, uh, it's time to pack it up and move to the food table. Cause usually that's where the better people are. No shade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think there's only so much, there's only so much you can control. Um, yeah. You know, I, and, and it's, your space I, is it, one of them. Correct. And yeah. I think, you know, I think let, let, I feel like it's important to str- t- try and stay away from that's easy for you to say. It's not easy for me to say mm-hmm. I've spent many years trying to uh to get validation from people that were never going to give it to me you know and i've wasted time and it you know no matter what you look like where you come from there's a level of that a level of fitting in i mean they're even even the most privileged of them i've seen them talk about Mm -hmm. themselves in those spaces and i'm like oh wow if you're feeling that way about you you know so yeah i think i will admit something can i tell you yeah, I was about Speaking to say. Speaking of about power and spaces, you know, as I've always been someone who has known how to get what I need in a space or in a place mm-hmm. overall. And when I, I I will admit to having done um to ha- having friendships with people who or maintaining friendships with people who are probably not, especially in my twenties, who I didn't really love, mm-hmm. but that they that their friendship, being their, their proximity to their beauty or their power or their money, did open doors. Um, but I think that's I I, I don't want to like overly attribute, you know like to overly take that on. But, you know, we all do that. There are moments in which we see how people react to other people in a space and we've all taken advantage of that. Oh, yeah. And we, we latch on to whatever we can to, so that we can, we Survive. also too can, yeah, we also need to take, you know, we also need to get to Midtown. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we got to get there somehow. Um, yeah. Oh, but it, it's it's not to say that I'm a Pollyanna about this or that uh, any yeah. three of us are Pollyannas about this is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. The the dynamics of people and clickiness and in power. This is the language I've spoken. We grew up in Miami. Mm-hmm. We know, we know what this is and what this isn't. This mm-hmm. is not like we're not approaching this with this with rose-colored glasses, but we're also trying to improve how we we also try we are um trying to be better yes i was just gonna say i because i think that i i can speak from in my experience i actually think that i've gone to the extreme on the currency of uh of like looks there was a Mm -hmm. moment in time um like three or four years ago where i clocked kind of just looking i looked at my insta and i was just like oh my god like what am I selling here? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was and it, cause it wasn't a full representation of me. It was so just thoughty, you know, your basic, like just, you know, shirtless here. Shirt. It was just so much of that. And I was just like, Oh, like I, um, I, I had an awareness around it because I 
from a young age. And when I obviously graduated college, I had never gone to the gym and like, I was just about my craft. I was so just like, mm. I just want to do mm. like theater and dance. And I was good at that, but I was never like, I was never a hot person. Right. It's whatever conventionally, but, um, there was a you time where up. I, sorry, <laughs> but you grew up. <laughs> and then I, yeah. But, but, and I, yes, but to a little bit to a fault because mm-hmm. now I think that sometimes if I don't get a certain attention or feeling of interest from someone in a very specific way, then mm-hmm. I think they don't like me or that they don't love me mm-hmm. or that it's not enough. And I'm like, I'm very quick to dismiss them because I'm like, oh, well then I need, I need to see this level of interest from you, even as like, sometimes like a friendliness. Um, and if I don't get that, then I don't feel a certain amount of love. And it's a little, it's got, it's, it has kept me from friendship sometimes where all of a sudden, you know, I'm in it, we bump into, I bump into this person. Like I'm thinking about someone specific who I was like, oh my God, like, why have we never? And it was like, it just didn't, it didn't match at one point or in some way, but mm-hmm. he also did some growing up and I did some growing up. And, and this is all to say that like, I really did fall a little too far into just relying on the body you know what i mean and um well yeah and that's also the thing it's like what were you wanting from him you know what i mean like if if you were wanting for him yes to want to have sex with you then of course you're gonna like put off if he's not giving that if he's not featuring you in that way right away yeah you know what i mean so i feel like that's what i mean when i say like we have to clock in ourselves what we're seeking like you know, cause like even the other day when it was like, oh, this person's been really friendly and like we, we get along. I'm like, okay, what about just a friendship? You're like, well, that's not what I was looking for. And it's like, well, that's great that you know that, that you didn't, yeah. that's not what you were looking for. You, But I feel like a lot of people will be like, well, this person's you, not you, but like a lot of people will be like, this person's not nice. And I'm like, why are they not nice? Well, cause they just like, and then they'll explain. I'm like, oh, because they don't want to have sex with you. Right. They just They're like, mean, yeah, well, you know, it's like, yeah, because they seem to like want to see you. They seem to want to hang out, but they just don't want to. And like, I remember clocking that in myself. I'm like, oh, I just, I'm upset because they didn't want to have sex with me. And like, I hate to say this, but like a lot of people are not going to want to have sex with you. Like many, and a lot many, of people don't okay. understand that. Cause a lot of like, there's a lot of gay men out there that be having sex with who and whenever they want. And so mm-hmm. when they start to get the, you know, and that's the thing. As we age, I'm we listening. start to experience it a lot more where it's like, oh, wait, this person doesn't want to fuck me. It's like, yeah, because maybe they want to get a coffee with you and talk about like movies or something. And we're, you know, I think it's just, and that's why I always say, like, you know, when you said like not relying on the body or whatnot, it's like, you know, for sure, play to your strengths. Um, but, you know, I think we're so much more than just our outer shells like yeah you know some mm-hmm. of the hottest men i know are you know twos and 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 you know potentially threes but like their their vocabulary their you know their just lust for life and curiosity is so sexy that it tur- it turns them into this like magical mm-hmm. being yeah. you know and i think and that's the thing like not everyone you can't have sex with everyone and not everyone is tra- I'm testing like, that theory, but yes. <laughs> but you know, also, you know how it is when you like Same. meet a hot, you meet a hot person, and then the more you speak to them, you mo- the more you're like, you're not 
actually attractive. And then you like, yeah. ha- you literally could be next to them naked and be like, mm, no, it's, it's just not giving that for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, some, think- and, mm-hmm. yeah. no, I was just going to say that so much of, of, and, and this is why our, our perception and, and how we perceive ourselves and, and how we perceive how other people perceive us yeah. is yeah. really, really important because we, we're not, we're not objective. We're not mm-hmm. objective on the subject. And so mm-hmm. we, we're not objective about it. So it can really tinge what that clickiness, how much of that clickiness is even real. Yeah. Some right. of it is, but how much of it isn't, you know, we were talking earlier cause I, I, Johnny, cause I know you have to go soon. Um, mm. We were talking earlier about the, you know, the fun part of meow, catty, clickiness, like the shade versus real true meanness. Mm -hmm. And uh, a few weeks ago, when with this new season of RuPaul's Drag Race, Mm -hmm. the subject came up because we have a, we had a shark in the water mm-hmm. uh, was spotted we know a true reality tv show villain had established mm-hmm. herself on the first episode um, and her name is plain jane mm-hmm. and so ian i know you're, you're not watching so i'll tell you and those who are not watching because this is it you know there's a good way to explain it to our listeners too for those who, who who are not watching this current season there is a very very phenomenally talented drag queen you know it's not um it is. It doesn't always happen that your villain is Fierce. the alpha. Ooh. For your villain to also be the top of the class, she's the valedictorian. That's very dangerous. It's giving that's, Regina George. It's giving Regina George, right? It's she is beauty. She is grace. She is Miss United States, and she's a cunt. That's why it was particularly, that's why the internet was all a Twitter about it, because literally <laughs> they were all over on X tweeting up a storm about it because it was this intersection of danger and power and beauty and talent. And from the from the top of the episode, she was from the first episode, she was just coming for people who were who who were who were not her competitors. <sighs> okay. They're not at her table. They're not at her table, and she was going for them in in really pointed ways. And you know, I saw that clip. I saw the one clip. But, uh-huh, so then on Untucked, <clears throat> and then on so and then on Untucked on the first ep- uh, at the end of the their first episode when they're all together, um, she goes in on one of the other queens' a mandatory meeting. Here's a clip now, in question, Amanda. What's up? You are a girl from the cast that I have not really connected with. Yes. Look-wise. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on now, that's my sister, you, be, be careful. As we get to know each other, yeah. and I hope we do, mm-hmm. I hope that you're able to sort of sway my opinion on how you've been looking, <gasps> which is oh. not very great. I love it suddenly playing Jane's Drag Race okay. now. <laughs> it's, no te- it's no tea, it's no tea. I think you're making lots of assumptions that I'm featuring you look-wise. I mean, it doesn't matter what you feature look-wise. It matters what, you know, the world features look-wise. And I'm sure the world would agree that this is giving more than that's giving. Where is it coming from? 
Um, <laughs> in the where clip, is this coming from? You, I don't you know hear you. and like, see that this bitch is coming for me. Plain Jane doesn't have anything. First of all, she the attack comes out of nowhere. There's no, there's nothing prompting it, mm -hmm. and there's no. Uh, it's it's it is not appointed. It's not pointed to anything. It's just a generic attack on her as an entity, as a being. Right. It's not about, oh, I hated your hair. I hated this. It's about her. You have not delivered anything. You, the, the person, you have not yeah. delivered anything on this show. Versus just a little bit before it, you hear Dawn, a New York queen from Brooklyn, give what I call fun, playful, yet equally as shady, very shady comment to her. Um, fellow New York queen plasma when she tells her about her Humpty Dumpty look. Untucked cameras. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Plasma, can I be honest? This this drink is hitting. I need to tell you something. Ooh, tell her. I tell her. hated Tweedledee and Tweedledee. I did too. I did too. I, 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 I would like everyone to speak their piece before I absolutely lose Raise my mind. Raise your hand if you felt victimized by plasma's Look, <laughs> it's just hilarious. So she's like, girl, opinion. I have to tell you, I hated this fucking look. Right. And it also wasn't entirely prompted. And to see, you know, I think that people listen, we need reality TV show villains. We need villains in real life. We need that. We also also need to be cunty in real life and, in, and, and with our friends, as we mentioned earlier, that's all fair. But what. What I, what I liked about the online discourse is that it really identified the, the it, it, we really saw that people were attacking Plain Jane because it was, it seemed to be bullying at its most unhinged. Bullying with um, uh, the kind of mean-spiritedness that harkens back to like middle school before we knew better. Mm, yeah, this is the, this is the words can hurt childish. Us. This is the, yes. this is the, this is the issue is that it's, it was unearned Un, none of the, not, she came into the workroom and immediately was like, you're this, you're that you're a pig. She called one of the girls a pig in, in Russian or whatever. And it's just unearned. It's not, it's, it's not, and it's not playful to be honest. You it's know not. what I mean? Like, and, and so that's the, that is the crux of the issue. If we went to a party in Brooklyn and we walked in and we were like, I'm not really featuring the charcuterie board. It would be like, well, bitch, first of all, who the fuck asked you? Second of all, who are you? We don't know. You know what I mean? It's different if I go to Ian's house and she puts out, out a charcuterie and I'm like, oh, no grapes? Like, <laughs> oh, so we're just going to eat cheese and crackers. That's different because one, yes. I know Ian. I've been in his home. It's, you know what I mean? It's the same thing it's as perfect. like when. That's what you wanted to it, say. Yes. And it's like, but it's also like, but it's also like, I'm being, I'm like, I'm like being creative. I'm like, oh, we're going to eat cheese and crackers work, you know, like, and there's trust not, there. There's an actual built in trust already that I correct. believe that what like, is coming out of your mouth is not right. Like to it's not to impose malicious harm. Right. And no. then Ian could respond and say, you know, well, I didn't want to bring out the good stuff for cheap guests. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then we have a cute little kiki. Ki ki. Correct. But if if I don't know Ian and I'm like, girl, where did you get this cheese? 
she'd be like, wait, first of all, hi, welcome, you know, and that's how it felt watching Plain Jane come for a mandatory meeting. First of all, and other people on the show and the other queens too, and other people, uh, not just her. And I'd also have to argue, Plain Jane is not that good to be doing all of that. Well, that, that's the thing. That's the thing is that it was so early on and she had such success early on in the show that it right. seemed like she was top. I will see that she's actually not, but it, in episodes that go on, but the, the, the thing, the other thing, the other thing that stood out to me and, you know, I think is an important thing to note is that Plain Jane also approaches this, but out of drag, she is some, you know, I mean, she's a dime a dozen, but she's, of, you know, she's cute. You know I mean? Anyone would say, oh, she's a cute, cute boy, cute boy. Mm. So mm. there's this other layer of like the superiority, the superiority and the fact that in, a, in addition to all, she's already doing well in the show, and then she's also a good-looking guy, and then she's also coming for it. And it, it, and it didn't feel... Pl- and we need reality TV show villains. We, we, we are desperate for them on Drag Race. The last few seasons have been missing a plain Jane. And yet, it, and yet it doesn't taste good. Yeah. And yet it doesn't taste exactly We're quite right. It. I had to... Yeah. We're getting what we wanted, but it's it's like an AI version of it. Well, you're getting what you asked for, but it's not what you really wanted. Um, we did have a villain last season, and but it wasn't like in the sense of like a villain. Mistress Isabel Brooks was reading the girls down. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, yes, but she didn't feel villainous. And that's that's the thing. People miss that old school, like unabashed. But that's the thing. Plain knows that she's doing it. She's not right. actually. Just me, like you could tell it's calculated, and that's why it also feels unearned and fraudulent because yeah. it there's di- it's different than Fifi O'Hara saying, Go back to Party City where you belong. Like, that is that is anger, like, that is you know, <clears throat> and it, you, you would say organic, it happened out of the moment right. that was already yes. ensuing, but also, but, yeah, I mean, the villains, villains are changing. Here's the thing villains are not me. the villains that they used to be. People are, are villains now? in a much more discreet way. I feel yeah. like villain. you don't know a villain until you are a week, two weeks down the line. It, when, I, when I'm talking about friendship, I'm talking about relationship. Like People are much more crafty in their way of being horrible. Mm. Because back then, back even five years ago, it was a little more acceptable. It, it was a little more acceptable to be outwardly cunty. Now you have to be a little more creative if you're going to get one over on the girls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But again, it's it, it all depends on the delivery. Like people love someone that like Monica, Monica Garcia from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, technically a villain because of her actions. You know what I mean? That came out and all of a sudden we're like, we needed a villain. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have enough time to get into that whole spiel. But mm-hmm. I think in my in where from where i stand the moral of the story is we don't mind cunt we don't but listen if you're gonna be a cunt you better be on a roll you better be ap english cunt honey and here's the thing is the thing with villains is that you would say i would argue that they are the realist in the story right they are the Mm. ones who are stating what all, what we're all thinking but or rather i'm just stating what i'm thinking while you all maybe don't Ooh. don't don't um address it and 
that this person feels like from what you're saying. And now, of course, I have to watch to get my own opinion on her. But it feels like you. Um, you're you're not speaking truth. You're it's arbitrary. It's like it's you're you're making things up. It doesn't it doesn't feel like you're saying warranted. It's coming out of truth thin air, which then makes me go, well, this doesn't feel like it's even of you because it feels performative. It feels like you're trying to be a villain rather than mm-hmm. like so AKA slash real. And like you're just not. You're not you're you, this is not it's not hitting. You know what I mean? It's not hitting. Yes. No. It's really not. And that in no way, shape, is or form. a great way to get a villain together in real life. When you hear a, 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 a comment from someone that it is not earned from, you could just like whatever that was, it's really not giving what you yeah. think it is. I just, I, I villains, it, villains in Disney movies, they don't, they, if they go after someone weak, it's just out of, to get them out of the way. Hmm. They're always after the top. When a villain goes after, the lowest person, the top, the, the person who isn't the top dog, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel satisfying. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel satisfying. And it seemed like, and not to read mandatory meaning, but she was in that moment, she was not at the top of the food chain. So it felt unfair to kind of go after her in that way. And it's since then, you know, there's been moments of, uh, in the edit, we've seen that, her trying to rehab herself and also the production trying to rehab for her through the edit. And there are, you know, she has gotten softer. She has said nice things about other people, but there is still this like guiding principle that she decided to portray on, uh, on the show. So where, like, where are the we ultimate at with mean her? Girl. Like how, how is the, the show? She's feeling doing well. Her? I think there's, People like her, they don't like her. I mean, she's a great drag queen and she's good television. I mean, she's net good. I mean, I think she's she's softened her image enough to to not be the most hated woman on the internet. But uh, it's going to be hard to wash away some of her early comments, you know? I see, yeah. It's not a, it doesn't have a Bianca Del Rio kind of joy associated with it, but... Right. Nope. nope. It doesn't. And that's the issue. And that's exactly. going to be why... And that's going to be the difference between being uh, a beloved hater or being someone that is just hated. Right. Right. You know? Um, Oh my goodness. I am, I am uh, sufficiently uh, (laughs) clicked out. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I can't believe um, that was an interesting episode. And it's funny because there's, it it feels like there's not ever really any resolution when it comes to it because there's there's just so much there and everyone's experience with cattiness and and cuntiness and clickiness is very different some people are some people have felt on the inside some people have felt on the outside some people will feel on the outside at some mm-hmm. point and some people will feel on the inside at some point as well and i think mostly it's just like be good to yourself first and foremost and like stay around people that make you feel good and it's and 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 even people that can be cunty with you but they also make you feel good i think mm-hmm. having the balance is really important you know and knowing that mm-hmm. you know being cunty is not your entire personality be able to like zoom in and be like hey how are you today i have a question actually before we end mm-hmm. if you had to uh categorize yourself with two with like your 
the like put, if we put you in half like i've described myself sometimes as being a charlotte york with a shadow of mm. ursula what would your twos what, who would you how would you describe yourself by characters in culture that we've grown up with um because we I all have say, a little bit of ursula in ourselves you know what i mean so like right I would say I'm a mixture between Fairy Godmother and Scar from The Lion King. Work. I love that. Mm. Very you, Fairy Godmother vibes. <laughs> Those are good. I Those would say I'm a good. mix of I'm a mix of Selena and Yolanda Saldiva. <laughs> <laughs> As he's grinning at the camera, just like so pleased with himself. She ate I'm that. the getter and the girl who gets got. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God, that is so, <laughs> wow, that is good. Wow. <laughs> and on that note, people. And bibbidi-bop, bibbidi-bop, Or a Oh my gosh. <sighs> You're my favorite oh. mean girls, you know that, you two? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you two. Guess what? Here at Tres Leches, you can sit with us. Oh. No. Please, please do. Please sit with us. Please sit with us. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay. love, love you. you. See you next Ciao. week. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.